Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast or the Pod Pod as we like to be called. My name is Matt Ricks, coach of the Terrace Crew. Magic Round is behind us and thank God for that. Super coaches were left huddled behind the, their collective sofas just waiting for the next punch to come. Guns going under 30, playing out of position, being injured mid-game, left on the bench, left even the most hardened super coaches reeling with despair. The good news is the only way is up, and we're here tonight to look forward to round 11, only two weeks out from the all-important first buy round in round 13. It looks a relatively quiet week on the trade front, but to help steer us in the right direction, I'm joined tonight by two pod specialists. First up, it's 2014 third-place overall finisher, coach of the Casabonitas, Dan Ricks. Dan, welcome back to the pod pod. How low down to the floor behind the sofa were you hiding on the weekend? Ah oh, well, it didn't. It didn't start out well. Keeping Stags again, he's just uh, it's very hard to watch him in the team at the moment. I ended up basically turning off Magic Round at about the Saturday, uh, but had a had a reasonable Sunday, which was good to to drag me back to a thousand and twenty six. So I think again another par score. I've gone up uh, the ranks uh, seven thousand and seventy five. So. Still a fair way back. Haven't lost ground on the leaders. I saw plenty of guys up the top going 700s, 800s, which was great to see, uh, but still not quite making ground. Yeah, it was it was completely grim. I I ended up getting green arrows as well, up from up to 125 overall from 135. So extremely happy with that, but still feeling a bit gross coming away from the weekend. Their uh, next host tonight is a man who. Had quite a good round, I'm pretty sure. He towed me up in one of the head-to-heads. Coach of Tubes' pod um, and recent uh, COVID acquirer, uh, acquirer, Tubes. Tubes, how you feeling? Welcome back to the pod pod. Yeah, g'day. I'm good. I'm uh, lucky there's a mute button on here because I'm, I'm doing a bit of coughing. But other than that, I'm good. Super coach wise I did tow you up in, in head-to-head. I usually fire up for a big game against you. and um, had, the I boys, a- had the boys riled. Yeah, especially um, after Turbo on on Friday night, but I managed to scrape by with a thousand and seventy six. I went the pod captain option of Cody Walker, which looked for a little bit in that first half like it could be huge, um, but but still pretty happy with his for that with that score overall. Yeah, it was um, Cody. Cody did look good. The Warriors came home hard second half. Good to see a bit of fight in them. Uh, what about how our trades went this week, Tubes? Uh, what did you end up doing? Bringing any pods or use any boosts? No boot. I yeah, I did use my boosts. <laughs> um, I bought in Turbo and Burbo. They were my they were my guaranteed trades. Um, so uh, no joy there with Turbo, and then Burbo looking like he could be injured and out potentially for for the round thirteen buy possibly is is no good. Um, uh, and then I upgraded, uh, TAF to Munster as a late call. Um, <laughs> and which I don't think is terrible for my overall super coach season, but certainly, um, 
uh, in hindsight, probably wasn't the right thing to do last week. Got a bit didn't unlucky. Need, tough, didn't tough need to scored, use the boost. Tough scored pretty well. Yeah. Um, Dan, what about you? Did you use a boost too? No, I, don't, I, I probably would have used a boost. Oh, yeah, you're out of boosts. If I had a boost. <laughs> so that kind of kind of saved me on the Burbo front, uh, which was good. I laid all, all the manly guns, so I didn't bring in Turbo or Garrick, which was great to see. Uh, I finally brought in my man, IPAP. Uh, didn't put the captaincy on him, but glad he was in the team. I did spruik a couple a try for him on the weekends and he got one, which is good to see but, now that he's in two. the team. Got two. Uh, and I brought in the other pod, uh, Zachy Boy Lomax, who was very, very disappointing. Couldn't seem to kick a goal on the weekend. Took a penalty from wide out, nailed it, and then couldn't get one from 15 next well, to he cost post. He cost him the game, we were just saying before the pod. They, they were up by six with five to go, and he had a conversion from not too far from the post, and he missed it, and it ended up costing them the game. Um, yeah. I actually brought Lomax in as well after our chat on the pod last week. Got me really fired up. Um, and it, yeah, very disappointing score of 37. I don't know, you, you didn't see the game, I think, but Tubes, uh, I think, um, Jack Gashevsky, um, uh, one of the, the worst players in the, in the NRL, um, was stuffing Lomax around a bit on his, on his inside. It was hard to get him any clean ball. Yeah. But it, it, as a long, as a season long Lomax owner, that just, it seems to be the way it is all year long. Like, I mean, he's still got 37. He's had a shocker with the boot and didn't really get the ball. Um, but they just seem to continually go left. I actually heard the commentator say on the weekend that Moses Sully is the third yeah, most – something. what was it, the third highest – Third last ta- tackle buster, wasn't it? Yeah, or the, I thought it was the third highest number of hit-ups right. outside of um, Teddy and one of the other gun fullbacks for the whole season. Yeah. So um, – just they they obviously with Hunt on the left they're going left more. Uh, Sully's got a nice run coming up. Sully would be have been yeah. We, need, we needed to think about Sully last week. <laughs> I, li- I liked him. It's the first time I've watched a full Dragons game, I think, and you know it was pretty dire watching. But uh, he certainly stood out as. Uh, well, they should have. They should have won. They up. had him. They had him on toast. They Titans couldn't get the ball in the second half. Mm. Um, yeah, but anyway, poor old Dragons. Quick update on our uh, on the show tonight. So we're going to give an update on our Queenstown bet. Um, we're going to run through uh, the team list and rele- um, relevant changes for the week, get into uh, you know, trades for the week, captain's choices, and a game of who would you rather, all to finish in with questions with Tubes and possibly a tirade. I'm not sure, Tubes, if you've got one lined up for us tonight, but we'll, we'll see how we're going for time. Uh, Queenstown, so... Well, before we jump into Queenstown, Matt, I, I think it probably flows in, but where, where did you end up for the week? Were you green arrows as well? Uh, green arrows, yeah, I mentioned that. So 135 up to 125 with a 10.29. I actually, I had about 10 minutes of complete despair when I realised that after reversing trades and replacing trades that I hadn't moved Max King out of my side for Payne Haas from the week before which meant that when the Dogs game kicked off, I had King still on the field and I was just devastated. I like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Um, so, man, I had to sit Tom Starling, which cost me 20 points in the end. So not too bad, but I just hope that 20 points doesn't cost me overall. <laughs> um, but I bought in Lomax, as I mentioned, and I bought in Burbo and Turbo. So 
look, I, I can't complain. I, I was comfortable with those calls. I'm glad to see Turbo's not completely gone. Looks like it's a bad cork and not his knee. So should be right to go again this week and hopefully he's a bit of a pod and we can uh, and we can ride on ride on him through uh, through for the rest of the season. Uh, so yeah, so under Queenstown tube, you got the chocolates this week. Finally, a, a little win for you. Um, for everyone at home who's not aware, we have a little competition: me and Dan versus Tubes and our our old man uh, golf style. So top score for each team for the week counts um, towards the the overall prize, which will be. Paying for golf on our family trip to Queenstown, hopefully later this year, but probably next year. Um, so, Dan, can you give us a quick update on the scores there from the weekend? And uh, I actually, I actually haven't put these in the run sheet yet, but I actually know them off by heart, so I'll give them. Uh, I scored a ten twenty nine, which was the best out of you and I, Dan, slightly, and Tube scored that ten. What was it Tube's ten seventy eight? Ten seventy six. Ten seventy six. So. We have cut the lead, and me and Dan lead by thirty three now. So getting very, very tight. Mm, that that that's where that twenty points could come in to bite you at the end of the year, Matt. Well, yeah, that'd be fifty three. So mm, mm, what a beauty! Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, we're um we're still in front. That's the main thing. Uh, shout out to the group code seven three two six five four for our unlimited group. Um, get involved. Uh, I know we got a few new listeners last week, um, so it would be great to see you in the pod pod unlimited group. Um, I haven't actually checked. I think I'm still winning that. So um, come and get me. I'm actually not that, ha- not that happy with my team at the moment. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm there for the taking, but we'll, we'll have to see. What about Andrew King? Put him in the circuit. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. Rightio. All right, let's get stuck into Teamless for round twelve, round twelve, no, round eleven of the NRL of the National Rugby League for this week. Uh, first up, we've got Knights versus Broncos Thursday night there up in Newcastle. Uh, for the Knights, Anthony Milford makes his club debut. He's in at five eight for Tex Hoy. Tyson Frizzell is back. Uh, Dane Gagai named amongst the reserves. Be interesting to see if he gets a run out or not. And the Broncos, unsurprisingly, are unchanged. Dan. Um, have we got egg on our face for all our for all our hot takes on the Broncos so far this season? Well, I don't know. I think I think it's been the unpopular Broncos that have been been killing it. Adam Reynolds has been on in absolute career best form. Uh, you know, Payne Haas is Payne Haas, but obviously with his injuries, his output's going to be going to be a bit lower at the moment. Selwyn Cobbo really coming to his own, uh, getting obviously a lot of attacking stats. Uh, still his output is is very suspect. But, you know, I, th- I think I'm still on the boat of I don't really want to bring in any Broncos, particularly then I'm playing that round 13 by. So I've got Stags myself and I'm I'm probably going to move him on this week uh, for another another fullback gun if I can. Yeah. Um, Paddy Carrigan, is, he didn't score that well. Sort of interesting. Tom Flegler is interested in him as well, 66 on the weekend. Named on the bench again? Yeah. I was was kind of referencing as well, like I'm still saying the Broncos have been no good as a side, but they've put together four wins in a row now. Um, Yeah, Adam Reynolds has just been been sensational. Um, I'm still not not convinced though. So I'm going to say that until it all falls to shit. So hopefully this week would be nice. Please, Knights. There's no one else really like, yeah, Selwyn Cobbo, I don't think he can buy him now. He'll probably play Origin. Um, 
So, yeah, Adam Reynolds would be some sort of super pod, even though they don't play round 13. But he's, I think he's pretty expensive now. So He's 682,000 as well. Yeah, Jesus. And even and he's literally, he's been in career best form. He's still averaging 70. He has a three and a five-round average around the 80, 83, 84 mark. So every, I don't every, think he'd be jumping a, on every, now. Everything he has a three, for him on the weekend. He has a three-round average of one chip and chase try per week as well. Um, I don't know how sustainable that is. Knights, uh, Dave Clemmer. Dan um, is a guy in the front row who I've got my radar well and truly locked onto. Um, is he someone you would consider before the before round thirteen, or probably wait till post round thirteen and bring him in for for round seventeen? Yeah, we spoke about him a few weeks back and thought it was a bit of an outlier his his output for the for the first couple of rounds, but he seems to have sustained that now, and and he's got a really good average the last four or five, uh, basing in that sort of you know, 60, 60 point mark. So I just, I just can't get that excited about a front row forward at the moment. Well, uh, well, what's, it, what's exciting me about him is because the second row is so barren, like it's very, you know, Cam Murray's gone down, Tamalolo's looks like a shot duck all of a sudden. If you, if you move him into the front row, you can move IPAP to the second row. And if he's going to be a 70 average in the front row, um, I think that that's something that you want to that you can kind of lock away in for the season would be that's that's kind of where my head's at with him. Yeah, I I don't know if it's I don't know if his output still is sustainable. Um, he's made a hundred k on the year now, so he's five eighty eight. Uh, it's the, the average that he's going to get isn't going. You're not going to make cash on him. You're just purely bringing him in for hopefully a set and forget sixty five to seventy five points a week. Uh, if that's that's what you want to do in Supercoach. But I, I'm more for watching some excitement and trying to choose a pod uh, who's going to get some attacking stats. So I, I'm probably going to leave him alone for now. Yeah. So he's he's he, the last three weeks he's played 64 minutes, 65 minutes, and 60 minutes. And prior to that, he was he was either he was he was 50 minutes or under. So it's a huge jump. He's increased by 10 to 15 minutes. Um, per game over the last three rounds. And as you said, Matt, he's averaging 72 across those three rounds. I think he's basically a must-have if if he, if he you know he's going to play 65 minutes or sixty around that 65-minute mark each week. Like his base is just a point per minute, no matter if, he, if he's playing around that um, time. Yeah, there's, so, no reason, there's no reason for his minutes to drop off now. He's clearly fit again um, and in favour. So. The- the only thing would be um, so Frizzell's back. Barnett moves to lock, yeah. which puts Leo Thompson back to the bench, who's True. been playing lock. Um, so Leo Thompson could that could change their rotation in the middle quite yep. a bit. Yep. So I definitely wouldn't be bringing him in this week, but he's still mm. in the pod range. He's uh, what two point nine percent owned. So. Uh, but I don't think you need to go this week. No, that's probably a good point. Just see what the rotation looks like this week. Um, I was actually thinking of going Teddy to him via Jules, but I'll probably give it a week given Teddy's got a relatively low BE this week. I no think if Newcastle if Newcastle played that first buy, he'd be a definite yep. purchase. Yep. Uh, but at 588K and that rotation has a slight potential to change, uh, I you know if you pick him up in round 14, I don't think he's going to be over 620K. So at mm. the moment when you've got a fair bit of cash, 
it's not going to matter too much, I don't think. Yep, yep. Good, good balanced chat. Poor old um, Leo Thompson owners. I know they've been having a tough time the last month or so. He got a 21 on the weekend and he, he had the line wide open and he just dropped it cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, oh, I feel yeah. for you. I feel for you guys out there. Uh, Barnett, my boy, Mitchie Barnett, looked good on the weekend. What did he get? 70 something? Uh, all in base and base attack? 69, I think. So, look, just put him, back time the, to bring him in. put him back on the radar. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Put him back on the Went radar. Went up to 78. He's on the radar for sure. It's this week with Frizzell back and watching his minutes. Uh, him him playing eighty on an edge. Uh, he's a he's a he's a much better oh, buyer than Clemmer. And he's so and he's so cheap. Yeah, four hundred fifty eight k. You can still watch him because he's got that low score in his rolling average for this week. You can still yep. watch and see what happens with those minutes, but definitely on the radar for next week. Mm, very interesting. Uh, anyone else tubes we want to talk about in that game? It's looking a bit thin. Nah, it's what, them oh, and, what about what about the milf? Oh yeah, the milf. Um, or you might be interested in in him, Chips. Oh, he's, I love the milf. He is one of my boys. Uh, to my detriment in most seasons uh, since 2015. Um, I did have a quick look. I've, I'm pretty stacked in the halves now after bringing in Munster last week, but I, w- I really do like him as a pot option. He might find his way into my team at some point during the season. Just a word of warning for the listeners. Uh, Tubes usually spruiks these pods. They go terrible for a few rounds and then they go absolutely berserk. So Yeah, where have I heard that? Where have I heard that so far before? A la Tane Milne, a la Marcelo Montoya. <laughs> yeah, just so stick with it. Uh, if, prob- if you'd made no trades, Tubes, your team would probably be flying. Yeah, if I kept Tane Milne, I'd be looking all right. Well, Tane's got a minus 45 BE this week. Yeah, mm. yeah. He was. It's some. I like to think of it as I'm ahead of my time. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking a bit too far into the future. Strategic planning. Mm. Uh, anyway, so, milf, milf, milf. I, I'm interested in seeing what milf does to their attack uh, in general and and how he's looking. You can always tell, I think, with the milf in the first five minutes just by how his body's looking. Whether he's you know fit and firing or up for a big game. Well, this Certainly this is this is the, surely this is the last roll of the dice for the milf. Ah, uh, um, you'd think he'll end up at the Dolphins next year in some way, shape, or form. True, regardless. True, but he Run probably he's playing for a contract. For he's going to be playing for a contract, so yeah, he's going to need those dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I, just trying I to think, think he, of why why you would bring him in. Like you wouldn't without <laughs> right now. <laughs> If I look, like, I it's four hundred logical reason why you would bring Melvin. Just yeah. super pod. Look, when he gets a hundred this weekend, you'll be going, Oh, there's that logical reason. He's gonna get a hundred on the weekend. I'm right. I'm I'm not doing it. Here's I, my, I, I, had, I, I had a look. I reckon that he'll start on the bench. That's my call. Um we'll see. Uh second game of the round, Tigers versus Bulldogs. This is just dire. Madden is in for Brooks, who's done a hammy. Um, into 5-8. Garner moves to the second row and Peach into the centres. Uh, for the Doggies, Avarillo comes in into centre for Brent Naden. And uh, and the other thing to note there is uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner is named amongst the reserves, so he looks close to a return. Uh, I mentioned there that um, Jake Avarillo is in for Brent Naden. 
Now, Brent Naden was actually named for the Tigers in the reserves today. He's made he's made a switch to the Tigers for this week. I just want to – I'd love to be in on that meeting at the Tigers going, look, we've got a few problems out wide. We need some depth. Who can we get? Who's, who's available? <laughs> Brent I know. Naden. Brent Naden. Is that the guy who took drugs before the grand final that year? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Let's get him in. Yeah. You got to wonder, don't you? Um, but I'm, feasibly, I'm he, he could turn out. He could turn out in the centres. He's probably better than what they've got. To be fair, yeah. I'm looking forward to not having to watch this game. Actually, that'll be good. I think the yeah. o- the only one of relevance for me is Matty Burton. Uh, still like him. Still Origin Cloud though. So. He's your boy. Three weeks in a row. Yeah, like it's. I mean, he's he's turned a corner. I think he's averaged sixty something over the last two rounds, and yep. he's got a still got a decent price in the four hundreds, four forty or something like that. So, still could be a pick up. I'm just worried about the Origin selection. I, would, I just don't I see how he make. I mean, could he? Can he make Origin? I, I mean, he he feels like he's fallen off the radar a fair bit to me. Well, but. could he take that fourteen number fourteen jersey? I think he should, but I don't think he will. No, I'd I say he's I, behind. I'd say he's behind White in there, surely. And Hines. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're probably over him. Can I just one, – one thing about this game, there's literally nothing to talk about this game apart from obviously the fact Barrett resigned on yeah. Sunday. and Resigned. Resigned, yeah. Inverted commas. Whatever, whatever happened there. But just my main point about it, did you see – like obviously the – whatever it was, the they had a media ban on Monday and then I've read like four stories about Paul Vaughan yeah, lashing the media, just lashing the media. I didn't media like it, about, did it? Like it, literally there was four different articles and there was another one today, I didn't read it, but the headline was bad boy still hasn't learned his lesson. I saw the actual video on Twitter yeah, so of Paul Vaughan walking out and he was just like, you know, head down just going, just leave it alone, boys, and what? And he said, like, obviously the words, but it was just like a mumbling. Like, it's. Oh, I just, I'm, I, I can't get over. It, it annoys me only that Trent Barrett has resigned just because it makes the people from NRL three hundred and sixty and News Corp feel like they were right all along, and that's the that's the most disappointing part of it for me. With um, Barrett leaving, it does put um, some roles in the team kind of up for grabs and from a super coach perspective probably the most relevant of those is Tevita Pangai who had a had a bit of a shocker on the weekend he didn't he he got reduced minutes there was some chat that he had the flu um but it will be interesting to see what kind of role he plays under an interim coach um I think if you're planning on bringing him in you'd probably wait right up until round 13 now would that be fair Dan yeah he's not a bring in after the weekend, I don't know if you watched closely. He was looking absolutely gassed. Like he, like he had was, the flu. There was, he, there was talk he had the flu, obviously, but I think he went off three times. He got interchanged three times. Something ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's not a he's not a buy. I think for him and his rotations, what he's got he's got two types. He can play that sort of bigger minutes on the edge, uh, or he's that impact forward through the middle for that 50 minutes. And I actually prefer the impact for 50 minutes through the middle. I think he's much more devastating, much, much more tackle breaks, yep. much more offloads, less full-time gassed. And so if that changes to that sort of role, I'm not too unhappy as an owner, but I would be staying well clear, particularly now that Clem has come on the scene for front row forward. Just quickly, a couple to keep an eye on. There is some chat that Addo Carr is going to go to fullback for Dufty. It didn't get named like that, but um, 
probably doesn't make him any more relevant, to be honest, but one to keep him on. And the other one is um, Karaz, who played against the Broncos the other week and looked really good. He's actually eligible to play as of this week and has been named in the, in the reserves. So he's not on the bubble if he does play, but next week he could be a nice pickup for round 13 if he does get that starting centre spot. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I think there's a few cheapies coming into it next week mm. to look out for. The third game of the round is um, should be a beauty. Uh, it's Parramatta versus Manly out there at Combank Stadium on Friday night. Uh, for the Eels, um, in-form Ryan Madison gets a start at lock um, with Nathan Brown benched. Nia Corre is back on the bench. Um, and Sean Russell and Mike Acevo are named in the reserves, which is interesting. Probably you'd have to expect one of them might come onto that left wing. For the Manly team, Burbo is out with that AC injury, not named in the team whatsoever. Um, could Puts his round 13 number in jeopardy now, um, which would be devastating for, for buyers from last week. Uh, Morgan Harper starts at centre. Josh Schuster's named on the bench. Um, and Andrew Davey is in the second row. Tubes' boy, Ethan Bullymore, drops to the reserves. Uh, Dan, IPAP, we'll start here with him. I mean, what more can you say? What an absolute beast. 113, two tries, just looks unstoppable. Um, for those who are still not on board, uh, I, yeah, can you come this week? Do you want to get on? Yeah, you got to get him in. It doesn't matter. He's 800K, but he is the most consistent uh, super coach player going around. He's great to watch. He puts in effort every week and he's getting 80 minutes on the edge in a gun team. So people have got a lot of cash with some guns going around. If you don't have him, I don't know how he's not 95% owned. Just just get him in your team somehow. Particularly this week, there's not a huge amount of buys this week uh, like to play. So I'd be, I'd be jumping on if I didn't get him last week. Tubes, the other really relevant guy here is someone I mentioned on the pod last week. Um, is Ryan Madison. So he's coming off hundred mm. he's coming off hundred and seven on the weekend in fifty-four minutes off the bench. He gets a start now at lock. Probably have to expect him to get similar minutes, maybe that fifty-five to sixty. He's basing around high fifties. He's six hundred and sixty K though, so no no uh, you get you're not getting a spoil on the price there, but is he someone that you know you might consider bringing in maybe post round thirteen? I think I think definitely if he's if he's if he holds down the starting spot and maybe even if he doesn't. I mean, we talk about the second row forward being a little bit dire this year compared to other years, but you look at someone like Madison, I know it's easy to say he got 107 on the weekend, but he's played eight matches this year. He's averaging 70. He has a three-round average of 90 and a five-round average of 77. And he's currently one point six percent owned. Yeah. Well, so he's played, he's played every game <laughs> off the bench. It's not as though he's um, it's not as though he's just done it last week. He's yeah. he's averaging seventy off the bench, and now he's starting at lock. I'd be tempted to go this week. I mean, six sixty is a is a hefty is a hefty price tag, um, and he is actually possibly playing well enough to potentially get a call up for Origin with Murray out for for game one. That's and, true. And what that looks like. I actually watched that game pretty closely on the weekend because I have so many Roosters players. And um, I actually hadn't thought about it before. He's then the modern day lock. Um, I think he looks really good in that role. Mm. Um, he's obviously come from a 5'8 background, so he's got a bit of ball skills and he's the biggest, muscliest human, human out there. Yeah. Human. 
Um, so no, he's looking good football wise as well. He has a, he had the funniest video of the year as well when he um, when he when he gave um, Nathan Brown his hundredth cap for the Eels, and he called him bro twenty eight times in thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, look it up. It's very very funny. Um, yeah, he's a he's a solid boy. Jesus. Um, yeah, I didn't really have any anyone else to touch on in this game. It's um, it's a bit you know the eels are eels are looking good, even though they got beat by the roosters again. I like they got they got a bit panned for that performance, but I thought they actually were okay. They let in a couple of soft tries, but um, they'll bounce back, and that should just be should be a rip snorter against against Manly. Um, Turbo I think- Turbo is probably worth touching on tubes. Yeah, I was just going to say it's not worth touching on any of the Manly players. I wouldn't be buying any of them this week. But I think for anyone that did bring in Turbo or Garrick uh, or anyone else last week, I think you're still just holding. Um, Definitely holding. And hoping, hoping for some bounce backs in the next couple of weeks. Got to hold all those Manly guys. They're critical for round 13. Turbo, uh, if Turbo had hurt his knee, I'd be more worried. But that just being a cork, I'm, I'm comfortable enough. And, you know, you bought him in for a reason. It was It couldn't have gone any worse last week. So... My only one thing, and I I know he's a he's a high mention on the pod previously from from Danny Boy, is uh, Dylan Walker. He's a center second row forward jewel, three hundred and twenty nine k. He's currently got a break even of fifty eight. Uh, there is some chat that he might start at left center over Morgan Harper, despite Morgan being named there rather than being named at fourteen. Obviously, if you can watch out, if Burbo's out for a while. Parker's still out, um, and now that Schuster's back to potentially play a bit more of a utility role, Walker might be an option if he's named in the centres. He's an easy watch for now. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy watch, and still like I don't know. I'd probably only be looked to bring him in in that round thirteen if he's played a couple of games at left centre and he's been going reasonable. That's that's all I'd look to do. That uh, um, yeah, Burbo, Dan, like um, it's not clear on how long he's going to be out for, but there's probably no urgency to sell him and just maybe just keep him around for this week to see, get a bit more info for round 13. Yeah, there's no real pressing cheapies for round 13 that are must-haves this week. So you can just hold him. Uh, I don't think you need his cash that he's going to generate. Still only 251K, so I'd just leave him as a a non-playing uh, reserve there and just just wait and see what happens with him. Uh, but yeah, everyone else, no one really else to touch on for for Manly for me. Olaquado's too too uh, heavy now at six hundred forty k. But a hold can't bring, can't bring him in. But an easy hold if you still have him, yeah. no doubt. Still still a good player in that second row forward. Uh, still scored pretty decent without getting his try on the weekend. Fifty five, so it's not too bad. Um, He's one of the round thirteen guns as well. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be interested in Garrick in round thirteen. I think if he can, if somehow I can get him beat this week and he goes low again, he's going to be probably around five fifty or under for that round thirteen. And I think that's a great price for for Garrick. He'll go back to fullback. He's still kicking goals, so decent price for that round thirteen. Yeah, I'm not writing Manly off at all yet. I still think they're big contenders this year. You know, probably hard to see them win it. Win it, but I, I think that if they get better conditions. They're not really a wet weather team. Um, that was just a complete write-off, that game. I've never seen Cherry Evans play so bad. 
and they just could never get on the front foot. So um, they'll come back. They'll be very, very relevant for Supercoach for the remainder of the year. The next game on the list is Dragons versus Warriors, which is at Nets Dorada Jubilee on Saturday afternoon. Um, Tyrell Sloan, unsurprisingly, dropped, had an absolute nightmare in that second half against the Titans on the weekend. Cody Ramsey, one of Dan's early season cheapy pods, comes in at fullback. Josh McGuire is out injured. Uh, Jack Koshevsky, uh previously mentioned, gets a start uh, right back row. Uh, for the Warriors, Ewan Aitken is back, and he starts in the back row alongside Tohu Harris, who is uh, back in the starting side this week after starting on the bench last week. Uh, CHT named amongst the reserves. A bit of a watch there. He might come in at 5'8 for Dejan Arce. Uh, Tubes, we'll start with you. We kind of touched on Lomax earlier. It's probably not not a no reason to bring him in now, but probably holding if you're an owner. No no need to get rid of him, is there? No, I think he's a hold most of the season or at least until after the round 17 buy and see where he's at and see how things are going. Yep. Um, especially they're coming up against the Warriors this week. Chance of a big – and they've got a still got a pretty good run coming up. I don't think anyone else is relevant to talk about in the Dragons. Maybe, maybe Jack Bird, <laughs> stool centre wing, second row, but not, not for – maybe for round 17. No. Nah. Nah. Just looking at the stats, just looking at uh, Ravalawa. Ravalawa hasn't scored a try since round one where he got the hat-trick and he turned up. He's lost 200K. He's now 287,000. Wow. Uh, which is very, very cheap. But it sort of says to our point about the right edge for. They just don't go right. For St. George. Yeah, it's really. Because it's not really like Lomax good. is a hog either. Like he loves going for a flick pass. Mm. So that, that he could be an interesting buy around 14, actually, if he if he keeps a low, low score. Mm. Low, sorry, low price. Low price, yeah. For this week. That, yeah. Sorry, tubes. Just for me, no one really of interest. Uh, Lomax, no. Sully, potential if you want to go pod. That's it. For this week, I'm looking at uh, bringing, following in Poppy Rex and uh, and bringing in Jazz Tavanga. A uh, bit of a risk with potentially Curran coming back, uh, and obviously Wade Egan is injured, and we don't know when he's back as well. But geez, I liked what he, I saw. If he can hold down a starting spot you know, for at least three or four weeks and plays that round 13 by, he's a, he's a bit of a pod option. Yeah. Um, again, like I said to Dan, was it you put him up before Dan? Nah, Dan put him up. Yeah. yeah. Put him up a few weeks ago. Yeah. He's, he's, he fits, he fits snugly in the boring category for me, but I can see the appeal. I can see the appeal. He's based 60 and 46 the last two weeks in 53 and 62 minutes. So look, I don't think the minutes are going to be there for him, personally, but we'll see. I, I, I'm not. I'm not ruling it out for you, tubes. I'm honestly. I'm contemplating. I'm either going to make no trades, and I'll probably make no trades, or I'm actually contemplating getting rid of Harry Grant for Jazz Tavanga and then upgrading <laughs> someone to Ryan Madison, which is probably neither a smart place. So I'll probably end up doing nothing. Matto Pod. Um, can we get an official Marcelo Montoya uh, status tubes this week? Uh, he's got a – he turned up on the weekend, obviously. Uh, just checking his BE. It's going to be negative, I would have thought. Uh, negative – oh, no, two. It's two. Uh, you wouldn't be rushing to bring in Jazz, would you, for round 13? Or could you see that as a sneaky, sneaky pod? Wouldn't be rushing in to bring in Marcelo. No, I, look, I I'd, I'd still didn't mind him as a pod 
early on in the season uh, until he uh, what he got he got sin binned one game and then decided to yeah he, he lost his rag uh, and then and then got suspended for a, for a few weeks early on um, he's going to go on a few runs when he scores some tries but uh, he won't be coming coming into the into the team no. I, don't, the I don't mind him I don't mind him at his price uh, saying that <laughs> I won't I'll be stay, staying well clear of him. Uh, <laughs> He's bit dead. He's. He, I don't mind him at his price. You rubbish me in the preseason. He's gone up fifty k since the start of the year, and now you yeah. don't mind him at his price. We're, we're three rounds out from the from the first buy rounds, and it, you look at you look at Warriors draw now. I know yeah, you were but, all stats man on the Warriors draw to start the year, but it's it's looking pretty juicy the next few. So, you know, could jag a couple of tries. I don't mind the look of uh, the five eight there as well. It's you know Dejan Arzi. I think he's he's going to generate a bit of cash this week, coming off an eighty-four last week. It's just just his position's just not cemented with CHT now in the reserves. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. So I'll be watching watching on the day. Uh, there is a bit of chat. He will go possibly go to centre and take Vele's position there, oh. which I don't think would be bad for his output. To be honest, it would be so, bad for my round thirteen numbers. Mm. So that could be big for a lot of people's around 13 numbers with Vailea just holding on, obviously. Look, Vailea, you're going to miss Vailea's 13 points, Matt. Look, you never know. He, like on the day, he could bust out <laughs> a Montoya-like Montoya ton. No, he drags a tr- if he jags a try, he gets 34. Yeah. yeah. It's what he did the two weeks before with a try. Also, bit of a bit of a pod in uh, Sean, Sean Johnson gaining some momentum on the weekend with a 56. Uh, maybe maybe goes on a little bit of a heater, which we know he can. So Warriors just um, need to start scoring some points. I'm not having that. I'm not having Sean Johnson. I've got one bit of advice for you, Dan. There's a reason that Warriors outside backs or whole back line are all pods. And I've been there, I've done that, and there's a reason <laughs> that they are. <laughs> have you and had SJ? I wouldn't be team? going anywhere near it. Not. I didn't have SJ. I had Cody when he was... When he was at the Warriors, Marcelo, <laughs> Valia, um, uh, yeah, you, they, they've all they, they they're going to tempt you, and then who knows what Nathan oh. Brown's going to do? He'll swap and change. He'll probably keep Arcee in the side and drop Johnson and put CHT as the halfback. Or could mm. do anything. I I'm I'm looking maybe going zero trades this week, but one that does interest me. We're talking about the Warriors again. Is Reese Walsh at the back? Yeah. Uh, I actually really like him at his price, four hundred sixty-nine thousand. Uh, obviously, he got the goal kick in, and still going to rely on the Warriors' points. But he's pretty much secured that full-back position, uh, and I think they still go to him a lot. He he does a bit of the kicking in the attacking twenty as well. So I um, I'm I'm probably going to bring him in for Stags because Stags has got such a high break even this week, and he's not playing that first buy round. Could you consider Teddy as a downgrade? A downgrade from Teddy? No, no way. I couldn't. That would mean I'd be running Cooler and Reese Walsh as your fullbacks. Like you need, you need some guns there. But like, if you had Turbo and Teddy, uh, I don't think Teddy's a drop. I, I mean, we did speak about it last week. I don't think he's a drop right now. I think he'll, he'll still his involvement, even though they've got some tough games, his involvement will still be high, and. No, I, w- I wouldn't be looking to to bring in Reese Walsh for I think Teddy. I think Teddy's ceiling's just capped. That's my issue with him now. Um, one with the way they're playing, two with their draw. Um, I don't think he he's got those one fifties in him at the moment. But 
Um, yeah, I just I'm, think I you've probably got more pressing that. issues elsewhere to to either upgrade or downgrade. Uh, yeah. You you said you're not happy with your team, but if you're considering dropping Teddy, it mustn't be too bad. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's just I don't, I don't know. I'm, I feel I feel a bit off the pace. I don't know why, but I, that's just just how I feel. All right, let's get into the second second lot of these second lot of these games now. Uh, what are we up to here? Cowboys versus Storm, probably the game of the round. the The surprise package of the season: the Cowboys, who have been beaten up on all the on all the poor teams, uh, they're unchanged. Unsurprisingly, uh, for the Storm, Jerome Hughes name to return. Mm, I'd be I'd be a bit wary of him returning. Don't those those calf injuries are a bit niggly. Asafa Solomona is out with an MCL injury, and that means that the cheese starts at prop. But you'd probably think he goes back to the bench, and and maybe Kamakamitha might start at prop. There's probably a few cows that we could talk about, but probably none that are super relevant this week. Maybe Reese Robson tubes. Um, we spoke about him last week, and you you actually had to leave before we we got to him. But he was your boy for last week, and he came through with the goods for an 83. Yeah, I um I really liked him last week, and I. I actually, he was my other boost trade other than Munster that I was looking at doing last week. Um, so a little bit possibly disappointing, but uh, I think that I think they're they're all quite interesting in the Cowboys. Obviously, Ruben Cotter, um, Robson. I have no idea what's happening now with Lolo and his minutes. Played twenty four. What did he play? Thirty minutes on the weekend for twenty four points. Just got to pray and, if you own Lolo. And you just got to hope Peyton is, um, you know, resting him for a big two games coming up. I have no idea. And then it could be that. I, I reckon that. I reckon seriously, that could be it. Like they got Storm, then Panthers. Yeah, huge games. So maybe he was just like, "Oh, we're going to beat this. We're going to beat this mob anyway." And and based on what they're doing this year, I mean, I'm I'm not doubting Todd Payton. I've certainly over my uh, knowledge or, 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 or footballing prowess. Didn't, didn't you bag him earlier in the year? Oh, I was absolutely into him about his Chad <laughs> signing. He's um no, they've been obviously what awesome. About, what about the love Chad's getting? It's just oh. revo- it's just revolting. Yeah, he puts in a yeah. kick for Jeremiah Nanai, and that's all he does, and then passes it. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he's, he brings those those qualities to the team that we just can't we don't we don't know, Matt. We just don't know about intangibles. Intangibles, the, those intangibles. But the only other part is the the and, and probably this uh, is and I know I've, I've basically rattled off their whole team. But Scott Drinkwater was a big one for me. I was looking to bring in two weeks ago as well in the five eight position, but just been scared off now after the last two weeks he's been taken off um, for the hammer to come on and play. Yeah, I think I think he's an important one to keep an eye on though because if they sort that out, I don't know if they are or not, but if he if he's back to looking like getting 80 for round 13, he's going to drop cash now. So he should be back under 600K or even lower by round 13. So he he could be a possible buy option for the first buy. Do you own anyone from the Cowboys, Dan? No, no. And I'm just, just having a look and see who I would bring in. Are we are we pretty certain that Cotter's going to get a run for Queensland? Oh, I reckon he will now for there's, sure. Yeah, there's a, apparently Billy said it pre-season before anyone knew who Cotter was that that he was on his radar, um, and he's just been so good, and he's yeah. such a Queensland type player. 
Yeah, he got a, he got slightly reduced minutes on the weekend, but still his output was huge, and obviously Jags the try to get him up to eighty nine. So <laughs> that was such a funny try. Oh, what was Stafford um, Toa doing? It was the best. And then coming to the left when there's a guy on your right, and somehow <laughs> get past him. He obviously hasn't been in space that often. Like he did, he no. didn't look like he knew what he was doing, but somehow awesome. he somehow he's bumped off the fullback back to back, basically. Also, he's pl- he's playing he's playing lock, but he gets named at prop because Tamalolo plays prop. But for some reason, he must be contractually obliged to get the thirteen on his back. Um, Lucky number thirteen. Just I don't know, but there's something that I see. It's like this does not compute that little guy wearing the number ten. Mm. Like it's you, you're too little to be playing front row. Well, but now, the a, cheese, now the cheese, now the cheese, now the cheese is doing it as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. A bit of a trend. Yeah. Trendy little front rowers. Got to get used to it. Yeah. Uh, I would say people are probably looking at Talungi uh, from his big score and a bit of cash, but I would be staying well clear with their run the next couple. He can as easily score a 15 to I, 20 as a as a ton. So I've uh, never seen a pass like that that he put on for that first try. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. That was ridiculous. So wouldn't have been a try back in the day when the when the when the no. post corner post you could you had to touch it to be out but uh, yeah it's great to see I've got I'm glad they've made that rule it certainly made a bit more uh, a bit more exciting for those yeah. corner tries uh, Tommy did and again tough run 500k still scoring all right but probably steer clear I, I think I think the only I think the only cow that you could feasibly buy this week I know I see Cotter's like the most purchased player but I, it's too risky. Like just wait for round thirteen, I think, for him if you want to get him. Robson. And yeah, so Reese Robson's the only one you can buy. And and I think also there's only one uh unless you can tell me another one, I think Chris Chris Randall is the only player that you sh- you should be thinking about going from to Robson from. Is there anyone else? Like Starling, you've got to just hold now through the buys. Um who yeah. else does anyone I, own? I know Who I said Harry Grant before, but I wouldn't be going Harry Grant to Robson no. or Tavanga. I was it was a bit off. It depends radar. if you've got jewels. I've still got um, a enough jewel in garlic, so I can sort yeah, of right. transfer anyone up to that hooker position. But uh, yeah, yeah, he just bores me a little bit, Robson. He nearly again. scored. He he he's what was that stat you gave me last week, Tubes? Before you, uh, we didn't even mention it. But didn't in his previous thirty-eight games to this season, he's got a, he had eleven tries or something? Yeah, eleven tries in thirty-three games before this season, and he hasn't scored yet this year. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly reckon he could explode. He he looked he nearly scored on the weekend. He's he's sniffing around it. Yeah, he did have. I saw him have a crack, and I was death right in it. Yeah, he got like too. he almost got over. I'm actually. I'm going to go have another look at him after the pod. After be another pod pod trade after Lomax last week, he owes me. Hopefully this week versus the Warriors. Uh, Storm. Uh, I'd like to say I feel sorry for them, but it's probably saved saved my rank over the last couple of weeks. Xavier Coates with eight on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, what are you What are you guys doing with him if you were owners? Oh, he's got to be a sell. I think I haven't even looked. I've, I'm I'm glad I saw eight. I've, I haven't looked at his profile since I sold him. So, uh, yeah, I think he's probably a sell coming into the buys. Uh, toughish, toughish game this week. Probably he, he plays still, Origin. Yeah, he plays Origin anyway, and he's he's he can get those tries even in the tough games. But it's just hard, it'd be hard to watch. Yep, he's got he's gone thirty one eight after back to back tons. So his B is one hundred and forty plus this week. So um, 
yeah, I think I think it's just time to move him on. I think you hold Coates. Uh, sorry, you sell Coates. You hold everyone else you already own from the Storm, and you're not bringing in anyone at the moment. Basically, yeah, Nick, Nick Meany, five hundred eighty k. You wouldn't be bringing bringing him in at that. Um, still, I can avoid Wishard as well. Probably hold. Yeah, avoid Wishard. He could be on the bench this week anyway. Cheese starting doesn't really. I don't think it means much anything for his. For Something's his not right with Cheese. Obviously, ran him into the ground too early in the yeah. season. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. And Josh King's sort of priced where he's where he's at now. So there's, there's he's no a hold. Value. He's a hold. Value, but yeah, you bring him. Uh, just holding him if you if you do have him. You just just hope months has dyed his hair back and and yep. he's good to go for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the next the next match is Roosters versus Panthers, which is out at the SCG. Uh, Victor Radley's out. Nat Butcher, interestingly, returns at lock there to start. Radley's out for, I think, six to eight weeks. I think he's got to get surgery on an ankle injury. Um, so that's probably good for Crichton if Crichton misses origin as well. Uh, Collins is back on the bench. The Panthers are unchanged. Tubes, Billy Kickout just keeps getting it done for owners this year. Not sure I could bring him in at 600K, but he's just been airborne. Yeah, they've they've obviously have a had Storm last week, Roosters, and um, so they've had a few tough weeks, but he just keeps keeps busting out. Um, he's one that I might look at targeting for the round 13, uh, but I won't be bringing him in this week. Not sure there's actually a ton to talk about in this game. Like I mentioned, Butcher starts at lock. Um, good for Crichton's minutes. You think he's locked into 80 now. He's just having a weird year. Just can't get an attacking stat. Got 49 again on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't be a buy yet, would he, Dan? Probably just have to wait for round 13 for him as well. Yeah, still didn't have a great round on the weekend. He's gone to the left edge. Uh, if he misses origin, he's a definite buy in that round 13. Easy to just wait on that. Yep. Uh, Nat Butcher obviously had a great start to the year. Uh, jagged a few tries and was playing on the edge. Now he's probably got that lock position wrapped up for a while. Yep. Uh, still not a bad price in the... 300s. Um, He'll get big minutes too. Like, 370K. So it might be a little pod move to, to bring him in. Uh, that's a nice price. Low, low break even at the moment at 22. So, I mean, you might expect him just to get a 50 or so against the Panthers, make a little bit of cash, but then could be could be decent going forward and maybe make a couple of hundred grand for you to upgrade someone. Uh, for I, round 17 by. I, I don't mind the call to go early on him because, I mean, playing at lock, his, his, like the variation on his scores is not going to be much. He's not going to get, you'd, it'd be unlikely to get attacking stats at lock. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he definitely averages 50 plus. So at, at a at price at a 43 or 44, I think he's a good solid value pick for your round 13 buy and then you can, oh, just, yeah. and then you can just ship him out. Break even at 22 this week. Worth a similarly, nice, similarly yeah. low-ish break-even. Who's who's got great output? Daniel Tupu might be a, a good pod as well. That again, they've got Panthers Sharks coming up next too. Uh, but he would be very handy for that round thirteen. Again, we spoke about it last week. It just then they go Melbourne, Parramatta, Panthers in between the buys. So pretty pretty tough to get a to get a winger in that scenario. Yeah, I, I think I'd prefer Manu. I'm I'm still going to consider Manu for the buy. What about Joey Suwali, Dan? He, he obviously keeps delivering for owners. He's 433K now with another another negative break even. Um, I called it last week that you probably missed the boat on him, so I'm going to stick with that. Probably still tricky to bring in. He's been getting a, sort of a try or two every week lately. 
Yeah, I think you've definitely missed the boat coming into two rounds. I'll actually, I think I'm going to leave him out of the 17 this week. Um, so I wouldn't be looking to bring him in for that cash generation at 433k. The next game is South vs Raiders. Uh, now this game is at Apex Oval. I actually had to look up where Apex Oval is and turns out it's in Dubbo. It is. The Golden West. Hello to all our, our listeners in Dubbo. Um sure there's a couple of you out there. Um, hope you enjoy the footy this weekend. For the Bunnies, uh, Officer Peoples comes in at second row forward. Jacob Host is out. Jack Whiten returns for the Raiders. Uh, Matt Frawley retains his place at halfback. And poor old Schneiderman is dropped, um, if anyone still owns him. Uh, Simon Wolford's son starts at hooker. Tom Starling benched. Completely sick of Tom Starling's um, Utilisation by Ricky, but we'll just get through to round 13. Hey, Rick. Um, Tubes, only one place to start here. Tane Milne, another double, another ton. How you feeling? Uh, if you didn't already have bought and sold him, uh, could you entertain bringing him in? I thought he might be a popularish buy this week, uh, given his huge negative break even. Yeah, I think um, you could entertain bringing him in this week. He's he's looked, I guess, better going to the wing rather than left centre. Um, so he's he's obviously got a big break even, and and yeah, he went on a few runs last year at right wing, so he could do the same again. And South still have an easy draw for another few weeks. It's pretty tri- it's most, pretty tricky given they don't play round thirteen though. Yeah, I was most impressed on the weekend. Probably Cody Walker, at least in that first half, did seem to be to be back um, and he seems to be playing both sides of the field as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good for owners and, and, and again, for, for those that brought him in. Now, the one disappointment for the weekend probably was Campbell Graham got shifted to the left center spot, but still couldn't find the ball. Yes. Interesting price now, isn't he? He's got 54 and he's 570 K not playing the, the round 13. So I'd say, if you don't have him, probably just to wait until see what happens with Origin. But round 14, I think he's still sort of a quality center wing gun. And I think he will still get some good points on that left edge if he stays there. Yeah, agree. He's he's, he's a bit like Lomax, just a bit bit better version of Lomax so far this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, without without going berserk, he won't his price won't fluctuate too much from where it's at now. It might even might go down slightly. Um what about the play of going early on Man of the Peoples, Trent Peoples? Officer Pe- Peoples from the on Wiggles. That, on, um, in that back row position. His, his output in his first game uh, against the Broncos was quite decent. I think he got a line break, but that was it for attacking stats, and he and he managed to get 68 in 63 minutes. Basement price looks like host is out for a while now. Uh, if he has, I guess the risk is if they just switch the team up on him if he has a poor performance this week. Well, I think what happened as well was that they weren't actually meant to play him and they got they got fined. So now he's eligible this week and they've put him straight into the starting team. So they must think pretty highly of him. Yeah, so I think he's probably a buy uh, probably a play in your 17 if if you if you bought him in. So mm. um, obviously bottom bottom price but doesn't play that first buy, but I think if he plays well this week, it doesn't matter everyone's going to get him next week. Yeah, I'm a big big yeah, it's a bit gun shy after the Isaiah Tass experience. Of a couple of weeks ago, um, I don't, I don't know how you use this information for Supercoach, but 
did you watch Cody Nicarima when he came on into no, the middle of I the didn't field? See him. I didn't he see could him. he can't tackle. Like they literally just ran through him. So I can't see what they're gonna do with him. What did he play? Did he, lock. He played lock. They put him on as like a ball playing lock, but he can't yeah. tackle. Literally like just gets brushed off. So I don't know what their plan is with him, but well, he said they're not. He said he said they're not going to play him at hooker. That was the one yeah. thing that they're not going to do. So no, well, he played in the middle as like you know sometimes they'll play a ball playing lock, but he's so slight and small he can't defend in there at all. Certainly not him and Cook yeah, right. together. Yeah, that's interesting. Peoples, I'm going to have to go away and have a look at that because yeah, like you say, that's a play in the 17, which this week I'm actually struggling a bit with. So it's not. It's just it's a long way from round seventeen for a cheapie like that, and trades yeah. are at a bit of a premium. That's the only thing. Yeah, I can't. Go yeah, away. it's it's a definite big risk. Uh, but you know, if he does well, if he gets you some decent points this week, and then everyone's bringing him in next week anyway, you kind of got the jump on that. Uh, insane, just like Matt did with Tass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. So the safe yeah, the what, safe play is just wait a week and probably look to bring him in next week uh, for a downgrade. The final game, oh, sorry, we'll just chat quickly about Brad Schneider. He's an obvious trade-out. Uh, sorry, would you hold him for round 13 just in case that um, if you still have him? I think most people would have sold him by now, but if you still had him, would you just hold him for round 13 if in case Whiten gets picked? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about it too much. but um... I think Whiten will get picked and I would hold him. He'll come back in and kick goals and he plays. I don't think they – unless you've got someone you really desperately yeah. want to upgrade him to. Yeah, agree. Uh, final game of the round is Titans versus Sharks up there at Seabus Super Stadium. After all their changes last week, the Titans are unchanged this week. For the Sharkies, Hines moves back to halfback. Liam Miller uh, on debut. I think he's, that's his name, Liam Miller. Uh, Lachlan Miller. Lachlan Miller. Previous son Aussie of, Sevens. Son of, son of Gavin? <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. think so. Okay. Uh, he, he gets a debut at fullback, so really interested to see how he goes. Uh, uh, Braden Trindle is benched. Sorry, back to the reserves. Oh, bench number fifteen. Uh, Cam McInnes lock. Dale Finucane out. Paul Bogger concussed again. Uh, interestingly, this was probably the one of the most interesting selections of the week, particularly as a Sharks fan. Wade Graham gets his starting spot back on the left edge, and one of their best players of the season so far, Teague Wilson, is benched. Um, Tubes. I don't think any of us saw that coming. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to do there because I I feel like they look their left edge looks so good with Talakai and and Teague Wilton just running great lines and and then obviously um, Mulatalo outside of Talakai, whereas Wade just brings a complete different dynamic. He he's not going to run a line. Um, he's really wants early ball and then be a bit of a ball playing option. So I just it changes their whole dynamic. But they do mm-hmm. have to sort out what they're what they're going to do because I don't think you can bring on, you can interchange Wade and Wilton as a like for like. You have to just stick with one of them on the edge and then play the other somewhere else. Well, he played Wade a lot through the middle on the weekend and I thought that worked quite well, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's kind of like McInnes. I think Wade would feasibly play McInnes's role, but um, yeah, it's going to be, I'm, I'm interested. I think the big, the big implications for Supercoach is um, Talakai. Now, Wade can obviously get Talakai some nice ball from time to time, but the deception of the decoy runs that Wilton provides was um, really crucial to providing Talakai with that space when he went on his big runs. So I'm a little, yeah. bit, I'm a little bit concerned about Talakai. Um, I'm going to hold him because he gets center wing duel this, after this round. 
and he's he's one of the ones you definitely want for round 17. So I'm definitely going to hold him. I um, don't really care about what happens to his price. Um, are you guys in the same boat? Yeah, definitely. Definitely to hold. The, the only I, – I didn't watch on the weekend, but certainly um, when I have seen Wade Graham on that edge, he does really stagnate the flow of the ball going out that way. Mm. Um, his timing was way off. Maybe that improves. Uh, but he's always been that notorious kind of not not hitting the hitting the holes, hitting the line, being the decoy runner. He's more that yeah. ball playing second row forward, which well, he, doesn't suit Talakai well at all. No, and he likes, he, to, he, he likes to he likes to play flat. Line. Yeah, so I, I do think that's bad. In saying that, like Talakai, he's great to watch. Uh, he does still have some t- a lot of tons in him, and Sharkies are going to bounce back. They've been a bit yeah. lonely the last few weeks, so. Uh, an easy hold, set and forget, and you sent a wing all year, I think. His, his, his base is still just unbelievable. He still had 15 hit-ups on the weekend, and yeah. he'll keep having that. And and even if this his it, it might mean that he's not going to get 160 again if if the attack isn't free-flowing, but he's still only one attacking stat away from a very good center wing score every week. Yeah, I agree. Nothing from the Titans this week. I don't think we need to need to touch on anything, and and that wraps up uh, that wraps up the previews for the uh, team team list this week. We're a bit short on time, uh, but Dan trades and captains for this week. You mentioned you're probably looking at no trades. Yeah, I, I, I probably am making the one trade in um, Katoni Staggs out for Reese Walsh. Uh, that one sort of locked in. And then I've, I'm a bit up in the air. I was looking at Arzi from the Warriors, maybe looking at a people's early go for one of my um, one of my guys, Nuffs, who aren't playing at all, maybe bring him in for a buy number uh, for yep. 17, but obviously get the cash as well. Uh, but that that's it from me. Tubes? I was looking at making no trades. I know I floated a couple of terrible ones, ideas up, but I'm I'm looking at no trades. The one that's piqued my interest just from our conversation is Nat Butcher at such a low price. I've actually yeah. got about 280k in the bank, so I could I've still got a few non-playing reserve nuffs on my on my bench. I could look at upgrading one of them to Nat Butcher, which gets me around 13 player. Um so I might I'll have a look a bit deeper into his stats, but otherwise, no trades. Uh, captains, boys, Dan, what are you looking? What's on the captaincy radar? Oh, I haven't even looked at captaincy yet. I think um, I think I was still looking at Nico potentially. Yeah, Nico. Nico looks good to me. Yeah, Cleary's probably got to be an option too. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough rounds for captains. Uh, IPAP will be safe as safe as anything. I think you know, in for a pretty easy seventy plus points. So uh, I don't like to go that safe though. So I'll probably be going for someone who can get a really, really high score. I don't think I'll do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm picking a big one for Munster this week. Up there yeah. against the, up there against the Cowboys. This is the kind of game that he gets up for. I'm thinking VC Turbo on um, early in the round, and then. I honestly might stick with Cody as my <laughs> captain choice against the Raiders out at Dubbo. Um, yeah, but on. but yeah, that, that still leaves obviously the option of Hines um, if you get a bit of cold feet. But but um, yeah, Sunday afternoon at Dubbo, depending on weather, I might look at Cody. Righto, who would you rather for the week, gentlemen? Uh, we'll kick off with you, Tubes. Maddo v Cotter. I'd definitely be bringing in Maddo. 
if I if I was bringing in one of those two. Um, Cotter, I think, is going to play Origin and, yeah, like the look of Matter. Yeah, agree. Uh, Cotter, 555k now as well. It's no no spoil. Still uh, 110k less than Matter. Yeah, yeah, but Matter's 110k better. <laughs> <laughs> or more. Um, uh, we had this one last week, Dan, but Joey Manu versus Ruben Garrick for round 13. Who's the best outside back pick there? For round 13 or to pick up this week? Nah, for round 13. Well, no. we might ask this every week until round 13. <laughs> I would say I, I would probably go Garrick as a long-term option. Yeah, it's really hard, that one. I love Joey Manu. I feel he's safer than Garrick, even though I don't have anything to back that up. Tubes, last one, Reese Robson, Jeff's cousin versus uh, Jazz Tavanga. Oh, this this is what I find tough. I I think I talked them both up. Battle already, of but tubes, prob- pods. Yeah, I'd probably go Robson. I think he's um, I think he's I think he's ready to explode. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent Robson there. Yeah, Robson. <laughs> leave me out. Of, leave me out of jazz. Uh, guys, we've actually run out of time for questions tonight. We've got a few. We've got a few commitments. Tubes got to get to bed. <laughs> Dan's got to get back to work. Um, really enjoyed the pod. Felt. Felt short and sharp, but we've still gone way over the hour. So appreciate your input tonight uh, and looking forward to a big round 11 and uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much. Yep. Good luck, guys. Cheers. Hey,